Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Welcome to Josh Quamby from Blokepedia. Um, how are you doing, Josh? Yeah, good. Thank you, Tina. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks. Yeah, on a cold and rainy Monday. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, before we get into um, talking at length about the work that you're doing at Blokepedia, are you from Brisbane? Is Brisbane your hometown? No, I'm actually um, from Canberra originally, though I grew up in uh, country New South Wales in a, a town called Cootamundra, which is actually the birthplace of Sir Donald Bradman for those uh, cricket fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, now whenever I hear about Donald Bradman, I always think about my, um, my Australian citizenship test. Donald Bradman's batting average was one of the questions. Well, they ask the important stuff. I know, don't they? right? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have to run in thongs or anything. I mean, that was about, that was about Throw most a boomerang. Of it. Yeah. So, when did you move to Brisbane? I uh, moved to Brisbane um, around 2015, uh, though I'd actually previously lived here in 2012, 2013, um, working in the mining sector, doing a fly-in, fly-out role for a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I kind of moved away, went back to um, Canberra for a while and then found myself back here again. Um, so fly-in, fly-out, um, whereabouts were you based? Based in Brisbane, but flying to, to Roma in central Queensland, yeah, as part of a GLNG um, project there. So I was uh, doing an Indigenous engagement, um, kind of community engagement role as well for a company called Fleur, yeah, which was very interesting and I guess saw firsthand some of the, the challenges and experienced firsthand some of the challenges that you deal with in working in a fly-in, fly-out environment. Yeah, yeah. How interesting is that? So um, how long did you do that for? Did that for uh, around 12 months there, yeah, which um, was enough for me, to be honest, and uh, yeah. it's not something I'd want to go back to again. Yeah. No. What, what kind of shifts did you do? I, I was quite lucky. We did uh, 10 days on and four days off, so um, yeah. was able to have a little bit of balance to my life. Yeah. yeah that was definitely challenging on those uh, four days off to, to get into some kind of normality with, uh, you know. With the family. With the family, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my husband did. Um, fly and fly out for four years and um, yeah it's really difficult on on the individual and the families because when he used to come home everything would change like the whole routine would be out because it would be like ticker tape and fanfare dad's home dad's home Mm. and then when you work away you don't you don't kind of consciously realize that your children are growing so things get adjusted at home you know mum makes decisions about adjusting rules and things that you do and then dad comes home and enforces the same kind of rules that you had before he left and yeah. you know and I think my daughter was uh, 10 my eldest daughter was 10 to 14 when he was working away so we were constantly having to communicate the changes in the household because mm. she moved into those teenage years while he was away and oh boy are they tough years. I bet it was, uh, I was quite lucky i was a single fella at the time so i didn't have right. the um the, the, the extra i guess complexities of uh managing relationships and, and children yeah. and whatnot so i guess that was a little bit easier for me but it's quite isolating in itself to be to, to to be a fifo worker isn't it definitely i um i'd only just moved up to brisbane so i didn't really have a strong friendship network yeah so i'd come back on my four days off and yeah, really still. be quite lonely and yeah. isolated. So, um, you know, looking back on, on that time that I had doing fly and fly out, while I um, did enjoy the experience and 
um, you know, met some amazing people. I, um, I can certainly uh, empathise with anyone who, who is struggling to live that lifestyle or doesn't want to be working it because it is um, very lonely at times to kind of come back and, and feel out of place. Yeah, mm. yeah. High numbers of um, people experiencing mental health problems on the minds and high numbers of suicide. You can kind of understand because it's the connections get severed or, or it's really, you know, so isolating that mm. it's a difficult environment. Yeah, well, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, only a year or so back who'd, who'd worked in Fly In, Fly Out for about seven years, um, and in that time he knew seven people who had um, died by suicide Did in that really? time. Yeah, so uh, and a couple of the people I, I knew myself, um, and it's really um, really quite scary and, and quite um, you know, sad in a way that this work environment is, is so... Um, heavily impacted by by suicide and mental illness. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Okay, so you did the um, fly in, fly out for for a year, and then decided to settle in Brisbane full time. Did you? Yeah, I went went home for a little while. I'd actually um, after that started running, um, tried to start up my own business. What well, did start up my own business, uh, which failed miserably. Um, and what was the business? It was actually doing Indigenous recruitment. It was a um, a uh, real passion of mine to to work with Indigenous and, and the employment side of things as well. So I started my own business and had this great idea and um, and thought I was going to be the, the you know next best entrepreneur, um, <laughs> which unfortunately didn't no, <laughs> didn't pan hard, out for it? me. Um, but I think you know that experience definitely um, made me stronger in a way. You know, but it it hit me pretty hard. You know that that failure, mm. I guess, um, because. You know, you hear all the good things about business and um, no one really tells you, well, hang on, be prepared to, to fail um, yeah. big time. So um, did that and kind of went back to Canberra with the tail between my legs. And, and you know, looking back on that, I definitely was suffering from depression as a result of that. I, yeah. you know, um, beat myself up pretty heavily about it, um, you know, wanted to... Um, you know, obviously spent all my savings and whatnot mm. trying to grow this business and didn't happen. So, yeah, ended up um, drinking quite heavily as a result. Yeah. Um, was quite lonely, as, as a lot of business people are at mm. times, kind of off doing their own thing and um, didn't uh, didn't look to really create myself a, a, a strong support network there with um, in, in starting this business. Mm. So, um, you know, when it went belly up, I beat myself up and went home eventually and uh, had to rebuild. Right. I like the rebuild part now. We're mm. going to get into how you became, how you kind of overcame um, that time of your life because it sounds like it was really tough and it's very, you know, it's very easy for us to stay stuck. Yeah. Oh, look, it was tough and it took me a, a good bit of time to, to really reflect on it properly and realise that um, that experience in, in failing in business and um, drinking heavily and, and uh, moping about, etc. Um, really made me a stronger person uh, in order to have those um, be better at the next experiences yeah. and the next attempts at business or whatever. So um, I guess what I found really helpful is I ended up having some really good mates who would constantly remind me, well, hang on, you actually had a go. Like, yeah. At least you had a go, mate. So, um, And it took a while for for me to kind of 
then believe that and the self-talk began well yeah I did I had I had a go and yeah, yeah it didn't work but actually learned from it as well so um, it did take time um, and it was just I think really important for me was to actually go back to Canberra and reconnect with my friends and yeah. family and loved ones um, because I think that's what I needed most um, not to obviously sit at home drinking uh, yeah. as much as I was yeah Turning to alcohol is a really um, common response for us when things are going um, south and, and, and difficult. At the time, did you feel as if drinking alcohol made you feel better? Yeah, I think it was um, definitely pushing those emotions away. I think mm. um, what I've learned um, probably in the last two to three years um, through through Blokopedia and, and through the events that we have is that I was definitely suppressing those emotions and, mm. and, and using it to um I, I guess to kind of escape reality yeah. you know and um look it's you know I enjoy a drink um uh, as does a lot of Australians so um it was really but when that drinking became dangerous yeah. or um you know was, was impacting my life the way it was and yeah that's when a little bit of um yeah self-reflection and realizing well hang on yeah why am I doing this yeah so some bit of honest self-reflection to think. Yeah, but sometimes it also takes someone else kind of yeah, going, right. hang on, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, and certainly um, there's a few people in my corner kind of um, telling me to pull my head in when it came to drinking. And Yeah, yeah, good. They were um, important to turning things around for you then. Very much so, yeah. So um, you cut back on the drinking and you found that you, when you reconnected with your friends and family in Canberra that – your mindset shifted somewhat. Yes, I guess it was very much over time. There was no kind of wake up and see the you know mm. uh, sunny days and um, you know uh, and that. But um, yeah, it did slowly started changing. You know, I got myself into a bit of routine. Um, but I think for me, the most important thing was it was really finding those connections again. Yeah. So where did you go from there? So you know, we're obviously we're, we're painting the picture to yeah, yeah. you know the um, the birth of Blokepedia. Yep. So where did you go from there? From there, did what uh, any good Canberran um, did and joined the public service to uh, right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was working with um, with the Prime Minister's uh, department there, Prime Minister and Cabinet. Was you which Prime Minister? Because we've had a number. I, th- I think there was a few at the time. Um, started off with Abbott and then into who, who was after. Um, Abbott and then to Turnbull, I think yeah, it right. was. Yeah, so I think I saw a couple. Um, I'm yeah. not going to ask you, you preferred. No, <laughs> no. let's keep apolitical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of work were you doing? Um, working in the Indigenous Affairs portfolio. Oh. Yeah, so um, working on the community development program, which is like the. Uh, like a work for the doll program, yeah. um, essentially. Yeah, so. A good program? I believe Good so. I think there's a lot it. of um, opportunities there. I think uh, I think work and employment is important to uh, to any community. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's a remote Indigenous community or uh, um, or here in Brisbane, mm. you know, I think uh, employment plays a massive part in uh, making feel uh, people feel value and have a, I guess, self worth. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. See, I'm learning something. Yeah, yeah. Not that I know you really well, but yeah, oh, I this need is a resume really good. after this. Yeah. I'll just point people to this podcast. <laughs> that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that, so that's great. So when did you um, 
move away from doing that kind of work to the work that you're doing with Blokopedia? How did that come about? How did Blokopedia come about? I think, um, so I moved up here in 2015 or so and um, after I had a um, relationship uh, in, in Canberra that was engaged and that, um, that uh, I guess we parted ways and I um, moved back up to Brisbane or to Queensland uh, to, to start fresh essentially and um, yeah in that I think you know it was a lot of um, time to myself to kind of um, reflect on where I am and where I wanted to be yeah. etc um, and yeah um, one of my friends that I had at the time was a blogger and we got talking about how women had uh, I guess many uh, avenues or outlets to to talk about you know women's issues mm. whether it be parenting you know being mothers or exercise or whatever and realized there wasn't really much for for men to talk, kind of go to and talk about things outside of sports and mm. cars and mm. uh, whatever so this idea for a platform or a, um, an avenue for men to kind of talk about um, things that were impacting their lives um, was raised and the name Blokopedia came about. So I uh, started Blokopedia by uh, sharing some of my story, um, a story about bottling my emotions mm. and that was uh, very uh, about losing my dad when I was 15 and how that impacted me um, as, as a young man going into adulthood and yeah. uh, the effects of, I guess, bottling those emotions. Yeah. Um, so I wrote this article and really found the experience quite cathartic mm. um and from there had a lot of friends and even people i didn't know um that i connected through through uh, facebook and social media um started sharing their own stories and from there it's just kind of grown organically to um mainly focus on um men's health mm. mainly mental health and well-being um our lifestyles and um, and our relationships as well. So that's, I guess, the key focus there. And I guess anything that kind of impacts men in their in their lifetime, so in their journey, yeah. you know, through yeah. becoming a man, through to um, navigating relationships, mm. um, how we communicate in our relationships, through to that managing your mental health and well-being and career, et cetera, as well. Mm. Yeah. And accepting that you know, mental health and well-being is something that affects everybody and yet that, you know, men are historically less open to talking about how they feel and the difficulties that are going on. Yeah, and that's obviously quite common, um, a um, quite common theme or a point that's raised that we're not um, the best at communicating mm. when it comes to talking about our um, emotions and, and how we feel. Um, I think it's very much about creating a space um, for men to feel safe to, mm. to talk about, you know, and uh, whether that be working on a car or doing something that you enjoy doing, even at the gym, mm. for instance, you know, finding that core group of people that you can connect with and, and talk about things. Um, but, yeah, when we're not uh, the best communicators at times. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we can certainly improve on that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a difficult situation sometimes. So, um, how long has Blokeopedia been running for now? Started as a blog site in two thousand and seventeen, so just uh, over two years or so yeah. now. Um, so we've gone from 
um, being purely a blog site to, to uh, I guess, providing opportunities for, for men and women to connect on, on these issues that are um, affecting the lives of Australian men. Mm. So we now run um, events mainly here in uh, Queensland and also uh, Canberra as well uh, where we're kind of, um, yeah, bringing these uh, these topics to a forum that we can kind of discuss them in a, in a um, safe environment. So tell me about some of the events that you've run um, prior and we'll look at the one, the events that you've got coming up, yep. but what kind of topics do you find are really pertinent that, 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 uh, for discussion at the events that you run? I guess the themes that come up in a lot of the events, we've had uh, events in location, uh, Brisbane, Canberra, um, Sunshine Coast and even out in regional Queensland and Claremont as well. Um, some of the common themes are around relationships and communication. So uh, I guess a lot of guys are engaging in um, in the discussions that we have and talking about how important their mates and, and families are in, in in talking about their mental health and well-being. So whether that's, you know, through navigating business or, um, you know, ex-sportsmen or whatever, when they talk about, um, you know, finding themselves in a situation you know, where they're having to struggle with mental health and well-being there. Um, a common theme is actually for them to talk about their, the importance of their relationships. Mm. So relationships and communication are a big one uh, in that discussion. And also, I guess, sharing with each other the importance of reaching out for help when you, when you need it as well. Yeah, now that's a tough one because we talk about that regardless of whether we're aiming our uh, information at, at, at men or, or, or women or whatever. <clears throat> We know that reaching out for help is the best thing that we can do to support ourselves through difficult times, but it's so bloody hard. Mm. You know, how can we encourage people, do you think, um, to hear that message of reaching out um, and understand that it's uh, the first step to to becoming better or, or feeling better and being improved when it is actually the hardest step is to say, I'm really struggling and I need some help. How can we encourage people to do that? That all, I guess, comes down to that uh, the stigma around mental health and well-being. You know, we're very quick to, you know, tell each other when we've got a bit of a, you know, when our back's playing up mm. or our knees are feeling a bit dodgy or something. Um, and I think we've got to start realising that you've got your mental health just like you've got your physical health, you know. So so why is it that you can tell your mates or, or your colleagues or whatever that, Hey, something ain't right with me physically, mm. but when it comes to mentally, you know, we're um, we're really less inclined to do that. So I think, um, you know, the work that you do with um, mental health first aid training is one of those steps. It's mm. it's not a one size fits all solution by any means. You know, I think the more that there's uh, avenues and, and forums like Blokepedia provides or um, or other outlets that you know that women or everyone can mm. engage in as a community. I think uh, everyone's going to find people will find their own little thing that works for them. You know, some some people it's going to the gym and finding that uh, group of people mm. that they can actually feel you know comfortable in sharing with. Find your tribe. It, exactly, and I think um, social connection is a plays a real big part I in that so because agree. you know if I look back to the times, some of my darkest times. Mm. And where my tribe was during those times, mm. I'd push them away, yeah, yeah. you know. And so when you're feeling crappy, you're feeling a bit 
down in the dumps or going through depression, anxiety, you're really probably more likely to push people away. So I think it's that, I guess, realisation that, well, hang on, what's going on here? So And if, and if, you've, if you've got good connections with your tribe, when things do um, become difficult, and it's very difficult for the person experiencing the problem to reach out with a good tribe around us. It's an opportunity for the people that are well in our tribe to say, I've noticed that you, you might not be doing so well. How can I support you to help? Yeah, and, and that's something that I've noticed since doing uh, starting Blokeopedia that, that even my closest mates who I've known for 20 years or so, all of a sudden we're having these conversations around our um, mental health and well-being, as we call it uh, in Blokeopedia, conversations that matter. Mm-hmm. So we're now finding ourselves, and I really find it quite amazing that you know my mates who you know, I've known for so long, they're coming to me and we're talking to each other about you know the shit that's happening yeah. in our lives and it's yeah. like why weren't why wasn't i doing this earlier yeah. yeah yeah and everyone gives out the persona of um i've got it together and i'm okay and then when we give per- permission for people to, to to share their stuff they are so open to doing it to say do you know what i might be okay now but i wasn't okay yeah um and then in doing so that encourages people to have the opportunity to say well i have been okay but actually at the moment i'm not yeah and, and sometimes you know i think you know, we talk about having those conversations with people. Sometimes it's not necessarily appropriate to have it, you know, with everyone. Mm. You know, you don't want to be going down the street and telling, you yeah. know, strangers or, you know, people that really don't have that connection with you that you're, um, that you're struggling. But you might find it appropriate to tell your partner, your yeah. wife or um, your best mate or whatever. Yeah. But it's important for them to have the tools as well to go, well, how do I deal with this? Yeah. And I think a lot of people... You know, I guess myself uh, included, you know, until recently, you know, didn't have the tools and or don't, many people don't have the tools to no. actually deal with that. We kind of go, oh crap, he's talking about mental health. What do I do? What do I do? Oh, you'll be right, mate. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Pull your socks up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate that one. Um, <laughs> so, Blokeopedia moving forward, you've got some events coming up have yeah. you in the near future tell me about those events yeah so our next event is um business and beers it's going to be um held at soapbox um, brewery here in brisbane um so we've had a lot of people come to me um and talking about um the need or the desire to have an event based around business and managing mental health and well-being in business Excellent. Um, so I guess that's a big part of, um, I guess what we do with Blokepedia is be a little bit reactive to the, to the community and what the community wants, um, in regards to events. So, Mm. um, we've got a number of business leaders, um, getting together from, uh, startup founders to, um, CEOs, uh, to get together on this night. We've got Greg Luck from Help Enterprises, which Excellent. is an employment and training yeah. company. He's the CEO of that, um, coming as well. So they're going to be talking about, you know, how they manage their, their own mental health and wellbeing, but also how to manage their health and wellbeing in a workplace environment Excellent. as well. That's really excellent. It's such a, a, an important pertinent issue that's being talked about and responded to so much. And in fact, I, in 2019, I feel just for coming in, into May, um, the amount of businesses that are taking up the opportunity to understand mental health in the workplace, we've never had this kind of um, uh, reaction 
uh, around mental health when it comes to workplaces. It's just so important. Yeah, well, I think a lot of companies are starting to realise the benefits that it has. You know, um, you know, if you talk in business terms, you know, that return on investment, yeah. whereas until recently, they're like, oh, you know, it's just a bit of fluff, a ticker ticker box yeah, exercise to yeah. have a mental health and wellbeing program. Yeah, it's all but- yoga and fruit bowls. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I guess then they're seeing the the actual um, the benefits to not only you know the financial side, yeah. but also you know your return, uh, your your productivity and your engagement, your, your decrease in absenteeism as well. So um, a lot of companies are more open to um, to having those discussions and having programs where they can actually you know engage their staff and engage their executive leaders and stuff in the in these kinds of programs, which is. I think great thing to see, you know. Yeah, I agree. So, when is the event around business and beers, or is it beers and business? Oh, either you can oh, have right. business and beers, be. or beers and business, <laughs> whatever comes first. Uh, I think I've called it business and beers. So, um, that is um, May twenty third. Okay, yeah. and are there tickets available that people could? There are, yeah. So you'll be able to get uh, tickets through the Blokepedia Facebook page or our website as well. Excellent, and so. The rest of the year, I'm not going to go too far ahead in the future because sometimes that's not helpful for us. Yeah. But the rest of the year, what's your plans for Blokeopedia? Where do you see that going? Okay, so we've got another couple of events coming up as part of Men's Health Week. Uh, we thought we'd jump on the opportunity uh, and use um, Men's Health Week to discuss um, the importance of mateship and mentors. So um, so I've got some uh, great events happening. One in Brisbane is a, uh, a breakfast event and I've got... Um, three former athletes, um, Mark Knowles, uh, David Shillington and B. Derbidge um, to join in a panel discussion to talk about um, the importance of having um, mates around you in, in, in you know, times of need mm. and, and even to share successes with as well, but also to talk about mentors and, and how they're important to not only, you know, us as men now, but um to the younger generations yeah. coming up and, and the role that we can play as mentors for, for younger fellas coming up as well. So really looking forward to that event because yeah. we've got um, you know some great speakers and um, breakfast events, the first thing, uh, first time we've done a breakfast event. So getting up early might be a bit of a challenge for, <laughs> for even myself. Um, so that, that's the event happening in Brisbane. And then in Canberra, uh, we're running a similar event at the dock in Kingston there. Um, so we've got Ben Alexander, former um, Wallabies player and Brumbies player, um, if you're a rugby fan. Um, Terry Campisi as well, who uh, was a rugby league great, and um, Canberra and Queanbeyan boy, and, and Pip Solden, who runs a um, an organisation called the Healthy Tradie, uh, oh, about right. um, getting um, tradies and fellas in the and uh, women in mm. the construction industry to to get moving and lead a healthier lifestyle. So uh, it's a similar theme that mates and uh, and mentors um, theme there. So uh, it should be good. So heading down to Chile, Canberra on July uh, June fifteen. Sorry, yeah, it will be cold then as well. It will be yeah. Yeah, I love the involvement of athletes. We hear a lot about um, the difficulties that men in sport have around um, their mental health issues and being supported for their mental health issues. One of the podcasts that I listen to all the time is um, Wayne Swass, Pucker Up. Yes. Love his podcast um, and the work that he's doing to encourage people to be more open about their mental health. Yeah, we've um, been really fortunate to have some support from 
amazing athletes and, and really um, really good guys who I talk to about Blokepedia and they jump on board for our events and support them through being guest speakers. I think, you know, as men, Australia are a bit of a sports crazy country um, that a lot of guys can relate to and they see these these guys, you know, growing up and see them on TV and, and whatnot. But we don't understand what's going on underneath. So yeah, that's right. for these, you know, you know, for, for for us guys to see, you know, people that we've watched growing up, like Billy Moore and Dave Shillington and and Ben Iken, come and come along to a Blokepedia event and be so open and mm. vulnerable, then that allows uh, very much helps us in creating that environment that it's okay to talk. Um, so you know, we've ha- had some amazing discussions at these events and. And seeing, um, I guess, and it's something that we can relate to, you know, that these sports people, we know the successes they've had, we've known the, you know, the, the wins and the losses mm. and whatnot, but we don't know that they've actually had to deal through adversity or, or um, transitioning from their careers um, mm. into outside of the, the bubble that they, they play in and live yeah. in for so many years. Um, so actually, I think a lot of people find that quite interesting and can actually relate to that as well in, in a way because I guess it's very much part of change and, and as humans, as people, we um, go through change all the time, whether it's change in jobs or change in relationships, mm. et cetera. Mm. So you can kind of use their learnings that they've had and uh, and the stories that they share to to relate them to your own yeah. lives, yeah. Um, so aside from the events that we've talked about, um, you, uh, Blokeopedia offers workshops too, don't you? Yeah, so um, recently I've got um, Gary Mills on board who's um, now uh, one of the directors of, of Blokeopedia. We thought um, I had a number of organisations approach us to talk about, well, how can we take these discussions that little bit further so we we've developed um with dr clive williams who's a a psychologist here in brisbane um some workshops to to talk about i guess what blokeopedia is about which is you know i guess um promoting awareness and acceptance of mental health and really giving it that um an overview of what mental health is, what it looks like, what depression looks like, what anxiety looks like, in a real easy to understand way, which I think, you know, which not getting too caught up in clinical speak, mm. etc. Um, talking about how to navigate relationships and communicate, um, have those conversations that matter as well. And um, Gary is very experienced as a um, resilience uh, trainer and facilitator as well. So um, working in those um uh, tools around resilience Excellent. as well. So yeah. good practical tips, not only to signs and symptoms and things to look for, but good practical tips for people to to take away and implement. Yeah, that's right. So Josh, self-care, hugely important for our, our mental health. What kind of things do you do um, now for your own self-care to keep yourself well? Oh, in the last um, six months, I've um, joined a gym. So men's club that I go to uh, three times a week, which um, for anyone who knows me, quite find that uh, quite surprising, but I um, have really been enjoying that, you know, and, and it's, it's funny sometimes, you know, that kind of have these experiences and go, geez, I wish I'd known the connection <laughs> to physical health and mm. mental health sooner. So, um, you know, when, when I'm having a day where I'm, you know, I suffer from anxiety, mm. uh, from 
Um, sometimes I have some days where I'm really anxious and just going to the gym yeah. and hanging out with those guys for that 45 minutes um, helps with the mindset. So um, that is probably the biggest way for me to kind of have that self-care. And the other thing, I'm quite blessed to have a, um, a relationship with my wife that we can talk about, mm. you know, kind of unwind at the end of the day and uh, unload on, on each other mm. and um, and then, you know, share some time outdoors as well to um, go paddleboarding and, and oh. unwind, yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, the gym, you get, you know, two main benefits from that, I guess. You get your physical exercise, which <clears throat> we know is um, excellent for combating <clears throat> Sorry, Pat. Um, excellent for combating um, symptoms of, of mild, moderate depression and anxiety. Mm. It get, you know, it gets all of the chemicals running and pumping, and um, and you get to connect with people, which is hugely important. For yeah, us. yeah. No, I think it's um, stroke of genius on uh, um, the the gym that I go to. Is part you know they realise the importance of that connection and um, and the part that they play in. Uh, addressing the mental health and and well-being yeah. of blokes so they've set up this this gym where they have our uh, small groups of guys who are over 30 we're all you know um you know we're not young and fit and 18 year olds <laughs> needing to impress women out in nightclubs anymore we just need to we're wanting to stay fit for our own um sense of well-being so we're all there you know for the for the same uh purpose is to i guess look after ourselves not necessarily impress anyone but but ourselves <laughs> yeah so. i love it Excellent. Um, well, Josh, we really do appreciate you coming. We, we follow your work. Um, we love your work and we, you know, we'll support you in any way you can, in any way we can. Um, so for anybody that wants to have a look at the events that you've got coming up, the work that you do at Blokeopedia, uh, what's the best way that people can, can have a look at, at your work? Okay, there's a few ways. Um, we've got our website there, which is um, www.blokeopedia.com. B-L-O-K-E-P-E-D-I-A. Um, we've also got our, our Facebook page as well. So when I um, uh, had my moments of managing the social media, which, you know, sometimes I'm really motivated in doing it and other times I yeah, need to pull my finger out. So, so Facebook as well Facebook and as Instagram, well. yeah? Yeah, and Instagram, yeah. Excellent. And um, you'll, you'll be recording a series of podcasts yourself soon, won't you? That's right. Um, so Brendan Keane, who um, emcees a number of our events, um, I've engaged um, him. He's very keen to, uh, to get on board and, uh, and start our Conversations at Matter podcast. So I just thought it was another avenue to, to you know, I guess, do that share um, story sharing, and, yeah. uh, which is a big part of what Blokepedia is about. Is really about sharing our stories with each other and connecting with people. So, great. Uh, I, I guess the podcast is a good opportunity to do that. Yeah, we'll look out for that as well. Um, thank you very much, Josh, for joining us on Careers and Mental Health Conversations. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Tina. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you, Josh. Cheers. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.